I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oh, Tony, baby. You're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox, and with me, as always, my wonderful, beautiful co-host, Molly McAleer. <laughs> hey, Molly. Hey, honey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Just chilling, ready to hear about your vacay. <laughs> I can tell you some of the highs and some of the lows. Yeah, give me your rose and your thorn. My, my, yeah, my peak and my pit. <laughs> <laughs> Kardash style. A peak was we went on this amazing wine tasting at this like elderly couple's house and they have like a pocket vineyard where they grow avocados and citrus trees and coffee and wine of course they have grapes there and because the island's volcanic the soil is kind of different so the wine has this kind of I wouldn't say smoky but it does have this like slightly oaky smoky taste and it is all kind of aged in oak barrels so that was phenomenal loved that that was the best day you like so the island's a volcano yeah yeah tiffany what were you thinking (laughs) that's insane i know i was living dangerously oh my god okay (laughs) i know you did when you sent me pics of your 
wine trip, I was like, wow, this is going great for her. <laughs> and this is what an amazing experience. That does sound so enriching and fun. Yes, it was. It really was. The avocados are incredible. They're really buttery. The wine was delicious and the people were wonderful. So that was great. Although <clears throat> we were on the tour with one other couple because it was this lovely lady called Massey who lived locally and she was very interested in wine and gastronomy. And it was clear she was just like, she had relationships with all these people in these vineyards and, and shit like that. So she was the best guide. She picked us up. We were in this car with like this couple and it was all fine. And the couple were lovely. They were an American couple, but they lived in Germany. And one of them had mentioned something and Massey had said something about how they didn't own TVs. They didn't watch TV. Uh -huh. And they were just like so virtuous about it that afterwards, like me and Billy, when we got home, <laughs> home to the hotel, it was like the first thing we said to each other. We were like, and was, how the fuck do they think they're better than us? Like by not watching TV, like that's not a virtue. Like what, not I watching know. TV is not a virtue. Okay. Oh, you don't know what's going on in the world. Great. It's a book for your eyes. <laughs> no, I know. It's really, I think, I, I think like it's almost a meme in America where it's like, oh, you don't watch TV. Congratulations. And right. I think Chloe said that to Courtney <laughs> on the show recently. And I was, I was thinking to myself, like if they were still in America, they would know that that's not an okay brag. Yeah. 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 Like, you sound like a fucking loser. Yeah. Yeah. TV's great. I love TV. I was raised I, by I, TV. If I could have one thing in my life, it would be going back to a time when I could just watch TV. Like, yeah. it, it's just now it's like I think about the writing. I think about, oh, that shot's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then like, and that's when I have time to do it. And most of the time, I just like, I would rather watch TikTok. Isn't that yeah. weird? Well, no, not really. Like, and also like, TikTok's such a... A delicious little thing because you just get like millions of pieces of great storytelling happening to you like in quick succession and it's really hard to like get the same buzz from something after you've experienced that joy I wish like I don't know I, I love watching tv and going on the computer like those are the oh, two best too. things like those it, are the funnest uh, games <laughs> someone said that to me recently too they were like oh like when you said, when you guys were saying you wanted to just die with your computer, <laughs> I've never related to something more. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. Because when I was saying that out loud, I was like, we're going to get judged so harshly for this. I was just like, I, I said it was such like remorse and sadness because I know the answer for most people is like having my kids and my family around. And I'm mm. like, just the computer's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be looking for like the perfect like meme to go out to as I was on my deathbed I'd just be scrolling and I'd be like wait wait I'd be like going back through all the hits like wanting to see OG like Taz and Beefy maybe Curse or Massive just like stuff from the archives like really deep cuts maybe like go back to some Kiki Cannibal shit like I don't know I just would be all over that. So wait actually hold on. You just mentioned Kiki Cannibal, who we talked about in our last episode with Taylor Lorenz, who was like a great guest host. You know, I do. I do hate it when you're not here. But we talked about Kiki Cannibal. I read her whole book. I'm done now. But 
I was wondering something, and I didn't want to confront her on the air, which is where was our chapter in her book? <laughs> I was reading it being like, surely any moment now I'm going to come across the part about me and you. Yeah, 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 of course. And it just yeah. never came up. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of cra- – I thought it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Other than that, it was a really good – it's a 9 out of 10 for me. I do have to take a point off for us not being in the book. Do you know what? I'm glad you've said that because I'm actually really looking forward to reading it. I downloaded it and I put it in my in my cart. That's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm very excited about this. But I was thinking – are we going to be mentioned? So I now you've said that, at least no. I'm I'm not going to be like disappointed. Like I can brace myself going in, eyes wide open. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a really good, it was a really good episode. And I'm, and I love to hear you say Kiki Cannibal because I've just spent so much time in my life fighting to be like, that's a, the best story like from the internet. Like <laughs> just her being a scene kid alone. Like there's so much there. There's so much rich material there. Yeah. It's a rich text. The Kiki Cannibal story. Yeah. So that was, that was, a, that, yeah. Wine was um, a highlight. Should I tell you what a low light was? I want to hear your pit. <laughs> I got trapped on a boat with some racists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened? So like we did two excursions while we were there and like I'm not really like a big excursion girl especially on a short trip because you just kind of feel like by the time you get into the flow of your trip and then you have to get out and you have to get dressed it's like a whole thing but we didn't love the resort we were staying in there were a lot of children which surprised me because it wasn't half term or wasn't end of term and here if you take kids out of school, you get fined. So like day one, like our first full day there when we were at the pool and there were shitloads of kids, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where did all these children come from? And then I hatched a plan that was so, I wouldn't say it was out of the Molly MacLear playbook, but it had a level of like, uh, it just, it had a level of like, something to it where I was just very determined and I feel like that you may have rubbed off on me where I decided (laughs) yeah I decided (laughs) I was gonna befriend all of these families find out what area they lived in and what schools they went to and then ring up all the schools (laughs) and report them for taking (laughs) the kids out of school (laughs) yeah you gotta do that you gotta do that but I didn't because it was too much effort so instead we went on these excursions the first one was the wine one great fabulous lots of wine we bought wine we brought it back with us amazing lovely avocados the second one was like a boat trip and they said oh it's only gonna be like 10 people you go out on the boat it's like four hours like you go around the island you have a lot you like have a lunch on the boat you can get off you can snorkel do activities go on a jet ski I was like are you kidding me on a jet ski no but I was like okay that sounds fun so we got on the boat and there were a couple of other people there and it was all fine and this couple (laughs) next to us very very Essex like incredibly Essex I was sat there with Billy I said something to him I can't remember we were just kind of chit-chatting and the woman from the couple turned around and she goes she goes where are you from then and I was like (laughs) oh I'm I'm from the UK she goes oh right I thought you sounded foreign or something I was like, oh, no, no, I'm British. My husband's American, though. 
I thought you said a foreign or what? I thought you sounded foreign or something. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was like, no, 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 it's fine. So that was like, oh, foreign. That's interesting. That makes my hair stand up on the back of my neck. Yeah. Uh, avoid. Pr- proceed well, with Billy caution. is a foreigner. I mean, he is two-time immigrant, Billy Maddox. <laughs> So, so I was like, okay, I'm proceeding with caution with them. And so they were just sort of chatting very inanely. And God bless him, the, the guy was particularly like a caricature of a man. He kept asking just the most inane questions. So we go, he'd say to Billy, like, so what, what about them vapes then? Are they vapes, they big in America, are they? <laughs> Billy was like, I, I guess. Kept talking about how much he loved Vegas and Dubai. And then he kept saying, oh, England's it's gone to the dogs. It's not what it used to be. It's not, no, it's just no good now, is it? It's just no good. And I thought we can't engage because if I say anything, I'm going to be met with a barrage of like, why England isn't for the English anymore or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, sh-. I'd be like, oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then just shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's difficult to be on a boat with a racist, I would say, because you can't, there's like nowhere to go. Yeah, there is nowhere to go. And that's so, it is so uncomfortable. And it's like a very small space and like someone could go overboard. I don't know. It was, it was rough. The seas were a little rough. I got so seasick, luckily, that I just had to like lie down. But that was like, that was kind of a bummer. TBH. But otherwise, very pleasant. Uh, as trips go, very nice. I got heat rash. I had the shits for four days, and right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. How was your elimination diet? Well, not good. So okay, well, no. I still am eliminating, but oh. I've had to I've had a couple slip ups and like I basically probably have to start from scratch with the dairy because I was so hungry on Friday night and I had a chopped salad but it just wasn't I needed something more hearty mm-hmm. and so I go on the gluten-free tab on Postmates and that's like usually where they feature places that have a good gluten-free reputation And I saw Prince Street Pizza was like one of the only places that was open and they do have a good, they do have a good gluten free. And I just was like, fuck it. And I said to Eric, I'm like, it's over, bitch. I was like, I have to, I have to do it. Because, like, I was getting into a weird phase where, like, I was already like, you can't do the sugar thing. Like, you're probably not allergic to sugar because you'd be much bigger than you were mm-hmm. if you were allergic to sugar, right? And I don't think it's alcohol either because I also would I would weigh more, right? Mm-hmm. So it has to be something along the lines of dairy. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep going with dairy-free for the rest of the month. And now I basically have to start from scratch because like gluten or anything else, you can't just like have a, have a little bit of it. You know, like if you get gluten poisoning, you're stuck with it for a month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I had I had the pizza and it was just like a little individual pizza. Because did you know 
you can order a pizza from a place that's like, I don't know, it's maybe like 17 bucks for like a large pizza. But then if you order gluten-free, it's like $32. <sighs> yeah. And like uh, there's a lot of situations I find myself in where it's like, do you want a $40 pizza? And I'm just like, no, pass, you know, but this it was like a personal pan pizza with four slices at Prince Street Pizza. And it just was like Eric took a bite and he's like, if that was what keto pizza tasted like, I would I would get that every week. And I'm like, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, this is actually really good for gluten free. And then like I woke up in the morning and I ate two pieces in the floor and because I love to sit on the floor when, when I wake up late, you know, I'm like, I just want to sit on the floor for a little bit. So I was I sat on the floor and I ate my two pepperonis and it was so good. It was just so good. And like, it's kind of spicy. It was kind of like really spicy. And many, many years ago, Eric was the first person who got me into spicy food. I was always afraid of it until... I dated a spice addict and he was like, yeah, like that, like this is really spicy. And I'm like, bitch, like, you know what I mean? My tolerance is just built and you're just going down. Like you're going down. Like I, I'm surviving this pizza right now, but mm-hmm. you're, you need a couple sips of water. Like, <laughs> But I'm delusional. I think I belong on hot wings. Like I watched that and I'm like, oh, da bomb. I, I've got that. Easy. Like, why are these people acting like fucking bitches? Do you know? Like, that. <laughs> yeah. honestly, I'm like, celebrities are so spoiled. Like, I would just, I would toss that back, no problem, which is not true. Right. But in my, it's like how I think I could fill in for someone at the Olympics, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say it's a similar kind of energy. Yeah. So I fucked up. And um, also I got into a really sad area where I found these gluten-free vegan cakes. Uh, And I'm not a cake person. I'm not someone you're going to see eating cake. That's just so not my, it's so not my bag, baby. Like, (laughs) to quote Austin Powers. And I just, yeah, so I, I feel like in a really dark gluten-free vegan lemon and blueberry cake area of my life now and they're like six ounces long or something they're like or but like they're it's like a small skinny plate so I'm like oh this is a personal serving and I'll do like half at a time and I'm Mm. like you're just eating like three inches slash three ounces of cake like that's fine but like I don't even like cake so yeah, it's just a dark area, and I think I flopped. I flopped, <laughs> and I'm really sad because today would be my two week like ending. Like I'd be like, okay, so I think I do have to continue dairy free throughout the rest of the month. Yeah, sadly, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean it's okay. But, yeah, like, a lot of the stuff that I ordered, a lot of, like, the meals I ordered as per, I don't know, the nature of the entire situation, like, I have to cook them all. Mm. And, like, I don't want to cook every meal. No, it's a lot. It's very boring. It's boring. It's, like, there's dishes. Yeah. yeah. I Like, I hate dishes. And I did start giving myself permission to run a load without it being totally full. Because then I'm like, then I won't be so daunted mm-hmm. when I have to... Unloading. Yes. And the unloading is <sighs> just 
It's ass. It's so, admin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It feels like filing papers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have another update for you. Mm, what? So me and my wonderful death row pen pal Harlem have been pinging letters back and forth. We have been communicating on the rag, sending lots and lots of stuff. I topped up his commissary via his sister and sent him some treats. And I told him about the podcast. No way. Are yeah. you in prison? Well, not yet. I don't believe that the tablet in which he uses to communicate with me allows podcasts, but we'll find a way of getting in there. I told well, you. Well, he gets YouTube, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know. He says that they have some, it's probably some like weird like prison media app. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, well I was going to say, we can just upload our podcast to YouTube and then give him an unlisted link. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just for him and his buddies. Yeah. Do you, I, so do you want to <laughs> do you want to hear what he said in in response? I said, well, he was telling me he loves celebrity gossip, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Harlem, I have a podcast for you that you can listen to. I was telling him all about us. He was asking me about Travis and and Taylor, and I was like, not really my area. That's my co-host. Like she's a she's a Taylor Swift fan. Do you want me to write him up like a whole thing about what's going on? Because apparently they, uh, last night, Tiffany, I don't have any Taylor stories in the episode, but apparently last night at the SNL after party, they were getting handsy. (gasps) And get this, get this. He told her security guard that he could back off because he's going to handle it from here. And I like just tweeted to some other Swifty. I'm like, is he in his concealed carry era? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's crazy because you know all of her like security guards are like, I don't know, like special tactics Marines or something. Like people that used to be like highest level Marines. Oh, shit. So when Travis Kelsey's like, I've got this. That's crazy. (laughs) I can write. I'll write up a few paragraphs for him. Okay, great. I can copy paste and be like from the desk of Molly McAleer. Absolutely. So says Harlem. So you love the celebrity gossip too. I would be tuning into that podcast if I could. It's about three different celeb shows I tune into daily. Then I would usually have a subscription to some celeb magazine too, like Us Weekly, OK Magazine, Star or People. What? Have to see the pics they have going on out there. Can't believe your host is a Taylor fan. Then if she's from Cali, well, I can see this. Let's see how she likes it when Beyonce comes out making more than Taylor. <laughs> I don't care. He's from Houston. He's a big Beyonce stand. Well, I'm from Massachusetts, technically. Yeah. And <laughs> secondly, I I love Beyonce too. I know. Like, we I want mean- them all to win. And they had a great and I'm I'm so happy that B was there with Taylor for the premiere. It was us. Yeah. That was us. And- <laughs> You could do like a PS, like they're both billionaires, which is disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He said, I'm sure it'd be cool to see that Beyonce tour movie in a nice theater with your mom. Did you wear some silver outfits? (laughs) Because I said (laughs) I went to see her. And then I told him I had a massage that day. And he was like, I hope you had a great massage for your back. Can't have you hunched like a shrimp. (laughs) Because I said I was like, I had the posture of a shrimp. (laughs) <laughs> and then so i said cute. i'd been i'd done like a cold plunge when i went to the spa and it was like 12 degree water when i went into my neck and stood there and t- like did it for ages and billy got out and i was like i'm such a g 
He was like, I wonder if I had to face some cold water. I always had to jump in rather than take steps in, rather get that quick shock. I would try a cold plunge just to see how it does your body. And then he said, glad you found some good food and wine over there. Seems it started off not as good as you wanted it, but I'm sure it will end with great memories. I always imagined that I would live and drink off my land, like have a ranch with some cattle. My favorite thing's growing and making my own wine. Nice living for sure. They have this guy that's called Wilderness in Azerbaijan cooking. He cooks off his land and he makes knives. I'm sure you could find his videos on YouTube. He cooked a whole bull right outside and fed many kids. I love this. Take care. Hear from you soon. Enjoy yourself. P.S. I'm listening to God's Plan by Drake. <laughs> oh, I know. So funny. I we know. have to free our boy. I know. I yeah. He's actually got a hearing this week, so he said he was going to get his lawyer to send me the details so I can dial in. Yeah, I think honestly, I know lawyers might not appreciate this, but you could send them some creative ideas. I, I, I sat, did I tell you I sat and read 45 pages of his appeal document? No, but I believe you. Yeah, I've gone, I'm, I'm getting real deep with this. He seems like a very sweet boy and it breaks my heart that he spent 10 years on death row. And of course we, we don't call it death row, we call it the row, you know? But yeah, it's nice to have a pen pal. Yeah, it is possible that our, our listenership might be more limited in prison sim- simply because I think his communication is probably limited to death row yeah which is not the point of (laughs) what you're doing here but you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah. but anyway i'll keep us all updated with how harlem's doing don't worry i know i feel like he i don't know i feel like he is kind of great he's very sweet i tell you what is so like beautifully nostalgic to me is writing the name of the song that you're listening to when you're writing a letter it like takes me back to being like 14 15 and being yeah. like hey well i'm writing this you know like you'd write something a letter like in class and send it to them or you'd or like you'd write it at home and give it to them in class they'd be like hey so i'm writing to this i'm listening to lincoln park what do you think about this album i'm listening to crawling oh wait no in the end has just come on anyway what's good how was math class like it's it's it has that vibe to it <laughs> it's like the stream yeah. of consciousness you know anyway better go my mom's calling me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I do. I I appreciate that. And I'm glad he gets new music, too. Yeah, he listens to the radio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) Great. I am am happy for him, though. That's that's great. I love to hear it. And yeah, I'm sad for I'm sad for him. I know. It's like it's but it's always bittersweet because he's very sweet and we sent lovely little notes and me and billy were sat there reading them on vacation in a hot tub and then it was like oh fuck just kind of makes me sad it is sad yeah it's very sad yeah it's very sad but yeah are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus. 
During Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. <sighs> Anyway, (laughs) I know not to like, sorry, guys. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) Okay. So should we get into our stories? Let's do that. Okay. So it's funny that we mentioned TV at the top because this couple is the reason why I changed my cable. I like shut it (laughs) off. Okay. So are you familiar with what's going on? Like what has gone on with Tori Spelling and Dee McDermott over the past 15 years or so no all right so tori spelling is the daughter of aaron spelling she was on 90210 she played donna is that sounding familiar yes and 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 yes yes so she well she's on a lifetime movie i think and she and this guy dean mcdermott who's an actor start having an affair and like he left his wife for her things were really heating up and basically like they just have had a terrible marriage for a very long time and i guess tori's obsessed with like new houses like she never wants to live in one house for too long and like her dad didn't i think her dad left her like eighty thousand dollars when he died and it's because he's his he's a worth a fortune like one of the many tales of his wife candy spelling is that she has an entire room of her house dedicated to gift wrap wrapping yes i remember reading about that sure so right like so she wasn't given much money and i think like in the long run she's set to inherit quite a bit when her mother passes but her mother doesn't appear to be passing anytime soon Mm -hmm. so tori and dean got into a big big fight big sort of relationship disaster because dean did top chef canada and he had an affair with one of his co-hosts. Mm. And the moment that I canceled my cable, what I called like my accountant, I said cancel the cable, was Dean and Tori were fighting over her like making a scrapbook. And she was like weeping and like pasting in these photos in the scrapbook. And the kids were, like, on the bed with her. And I was just, like, this is so dark and tumultuous, you know? Like, that the kids are exposed to this, that this is being filmed. Like, it felt very narcissistic to, like, have your kids there when you're having a mental breakdown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of mom that brings their kid into dark shit. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, after years of trying to make it work again, Tori is now living in a camper with her kids. Right. And they, like, will stay in motel rooms for the night. But then, and the, by the way, there's, like, no history, known history of drug use 
or at all, but you would think that there is, right? Yeah, that would be a reason not to give someone a lot of money and an inheritance would be like, mm, they can't be trusted. They're going to, this will do more harm than good if there was drugs, but it also sure. could be that you're financially irresponsible. Oh, she, Tori was definitely financially irresponsible. Yeah, because she, I've read all of her books mm-hmm. and she's written like 12 books and she's very financially irresponsible. If you want to start with a great book, start with storytelling. But yeah, so she, you know, was living in this trailer. And then this news came out this week that Dean was holding hands with a mystery woman at LA welfare office. Huh. Which is, by the way, like, go get your welfare. I have no problem with that. But like, I thought that was very interesting that he is, you know, on a date at the welfare office. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd venue for that. So I just wanted to say that. I was a little surprised to hear that they're even on welfare. But then when you think about Tori living in a van or like a RV with her kids and slash motel rooms, mm. it kind of makes sense. But it is crazy to see people like they had Dean and Tori in INN love and they were running like a little in like they had so many different shows that's the other thing is that these people could always get a season of a show picked up or move from network to network and yeah it's just what a fall from grace yeah but it's, i don't know it's sad it's what happens when you cheat <laughs> yes that exact that exact thing every time this is what happens when you cheat mm-hmm. Okay, so you tell me about the Cyrus scissors. I saw a little bit of this. Yes. So there was an old clip, actually, that was from 2020 of Miley on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And she talks about her sister Noah being 20 years old and essentially making depressing emo music. And the reason why we're talking about it this week is that the clip has been sort of going round again online. And Noah Cyrus commented, I believe it was on TikTok of this clip, saying the disrespect, unclear about whether or not the disrespect is, the disrespect in this video, that's it. Unclear whether or not the disrespect in this video is being directed at Miley or Joe or both, but I would imagine probably Miley. I'm going to be real with you. So like I obviously I think I've seen that episode twice because it's just so great because Miley like effortlessly sort of spars with him Mm -hmm. without it being a big deal at any point. But like she really knows knew how to shut him down really quickly. Yeah. And it's just interesting. You know, it's interesting that she chose that venue to be in, especially like considering what this show would later turn out to be. I was a little surprised that she chose the venue. But when you see the clip on its own, it is shady. It's she seems to be shady. She's sort of making a mm, I don't know face. And I don't know if that's because was this the era when Noah Cyrus was dating Lil Xan? 2020. I don't think so. She might have been dating Tana Mojo as well. The two of them were hooking up for a while. Oh. Yeah, I think she just was... I think I think Miley was sort of choosing her words carefully, but it was a little cunty. But the real beef between Miley and Noah really is that they're on either... one of Each one of them is on either side of this parental dispute where mm. her mom married... 
some guy who's on a real Domino, Dominic something who was he was on a show like Prison Break or something like it's a reality real, yeah do you know oh, what I'm talking about I think so Dominic Purcell if I let me just I'm picturing him in my mind I'm just gonna have a look at him and see if he's the right one yes he is the right one <laughs> yeah so he um what does his wikipedia say about him but he's um was on fox's prison break he was on cw's the flash some just stuff like that oh he's australian oh that's great age 53 <laughs> and uh didn't billy ray isn't he engaged to somebody called something interesting well he's dating a girl who's about maybe a few years older than miley who he met on the set of hannah montana yes and noah's on his side and like there was a couple of them that didn't show up to tish's wedding and noah and like there's another one and i don't know who it is but like they didn't go to tish's wedding so and and Miley obviously especially as of late is like obsessed with her mom Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of a thing there and I think that maybe this was just a tipping point for Noah right that was already tension yeah she is like not famous enough that she would leave a comment like this you know Mm -hmm. but then you can also say like Selena Gomez like gets on tiktok probably drunk and like (laughs) leaves shady comments on like a fan cam of justin and Haley or something but then yeah like i just um i thought i mean like i could see the shade in what miley was saying yeah i can but it's also like it feels like light sister shade a little bit like oh you know it's just a little bit emo like we're we're very different people you know no, like, yeah, it wasn't like Christina saying that about Britney, but it mm-hmm. is her sister's trying to make a name and Miley is much bigger than her. And it does feel I would probably feel attacked or embarrassed mm-hmm. if it was me. I think she was more like handling it carefully. Right. So, yeah, but I don't know what. It, so, like, what were your what was your big takeaway? <sighs> I don't know if I have a I don't know if I have a hot take on this other than it is a bit odd that something would surface 3 years later and recirculate and you'd still be pressed about it or if you were feeling particularly raw that day and it's like further evidence of like a division that's going on in your family then I'm sure that would prompt a something like a slightly catty comment or a very defensive comment I think it is I don't know I've never heard any of her music. Yeah, I guess it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. But like, there's a reason why she's not huge. But all of the kids in that family make music. I don't know if you remember her brother was making some like sort of men's right comments about like, this is what would happen. Like, this is what happens when you get with an OF girl or something. And it felt like major projection. Yeah. But he was famous back. Trey Cyrus was famous back in the MySpace days. And he actually dated Brenda Song, who's now married to Macaulay Culkin. And oh. they had some they had some beef. Like 
like rumors I don't even want to repeat, but like, okay. it, like there was some serious beef between them. And I guess the youngest sister, Brandy, like seems to sing at small events. But I, I this is what I think happened. Personally, I don't think Noah Cyrus sits around and, and like watches her sister on the Joe Rogan experience. No. And I think that she was probably searching her own hashtag mm-hmm. and came across this mm-hmm. and kind of lost her mind for two. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Just doing just a bit of casual ego surfing. Yeah. But, yeah. and I think they all do that, by the way. Like, I think all celebrities, their FYP is mostly them. God, that would be horrible. That would ruin TikTok for you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like that. Oh, quick one. Speaking of sibling rivalries, I watched some fighting last night. Oh, oh right. Tell me everything. Very, it's very interesting. Very odd. You know, of late, Logan Paul has been in this, like, beef with Dylan Dennis. I guess the point of it was to sell the fight, but also it seems like Dylan Dennis is just like just not a nice guy full stop. Because there was the sort of revenge porn that dropped of Logan's girlfriend or fiance, I should say. Fiance. And all of the kind of the slut shaming and just nastiness, nastiness, nastiness. Very odd fight that one because Logan <laughs> was doing okay boxing for once. Jake was in his corner. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Because usually when Jake fights, Logan is just in the crowd. Like he's not allowed anywhere near Jake's corner, probably because Jake is an actual boxer. But Jake The was- last time we saw that was when they first did their fight with, when Jake won and yes. he went out and sat there while Logan and KSI wound up it was a draw yes yeah but jake was like actively like in his corner giving him like pointers like in between rounds like as in he was part of the corner crew very fascinating dylan dan is i don't think through a single punch it was only like five rounds of boxing so logan for one did actually look like a boxer I don't know if he can take that as any kind of victory because he wasn't really doing very much boxing. But then there were two instances in the fight where Dylan Dennis like tried to pull some like UFC takedown shit. And at the very end of the fifth round, Dylan Dennis like threw himself to the ground and like tried to like scissor leg like Logan to the ground and it didn't work. And then there was a lot of a tussle and then there was like, I swear to fuck, 30 security guards had to storm the ring because Dylan Dennis was like, I don't know, trying to fight. But then this is what I found out, that he had in his contract that if there was a disqualification, like they'd been warned that he was probably going to try and pull some shit. If there was a disqualification, Dylan Dennis would not get paid for that fight. Oh. And he was disqualified. So he didn't make a single penny off it. That's embarrassing. So embarrassing. But Jake jumped into that ring real quick and was like ready to fight, fight, fight. KSI fought Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury won. KSI did not take it well. Yeah, KSI did not take it well. He was like crying. He like stormed off. He was like throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Oh, that's iconic. It was so funny. And so Jake has been absolutely living his best life on Twitter at the moment. 
Um, because, you know, Jake lost against Tommy Fury and he like took the L with just like such grace that it was really surprising. And I think a great moment in the son, you know, the story of my son, Jake Paul, you know, his redemption. You're in arc. love with him. Why are you saying son, honey? He's That's my incest. son. You're He's in my love. son. No, no. You're in love with him. No, I wouldn't. Not with my son. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sick like that too. (laughs) (laughs) So last night, this is what Jake was tweeting. He said, Dylan's lucky security stopped me, fucking pussy. Next tweet. Talk so much shit and this is one of the worst and one of the worst fighters I've ever seen. And this is about KSI Tommy Fury. Next tweet. Snooze fest. Next tweet. Straight (laughs) trash. That wasn't boxing. Only wins on a point deduction. Neither neither man even knocked down. Jake Paul, we are not the same. Then, <laughs> done with your bullshit. Any of the Pauls can get it, quote, quote. Make up your mind. And then, ha, 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 KSI, sore loser, choking up. Only thing that got robbed is his hairline. It's going to be okay, KSI. It's going <laughs> to be okay, Bubba. And then, and then, and so on and so forth. And then Jake said, I took my loss like a man from the scorecard, read and showed the youth how to learn from it and come back and take a W. This 30-year-old man is crying for an appeal. I fear we may have a Jake and KSI fight on our horizon. Oh my god. Well, yeah, well like what's the point of that? Can KSI really fight? No. Yeah. <laughs> and like very it was just very odd. He's a very awkward fighter. Like he he really does he doesn't really throw combos. What he tries to do is like clinch as much as humanly possible. It was just it was like very unpleasant to watch. You could like you couldn't really get in, into any sort of rhythm. It just the fight kept getting stopped. Tommy Fury kept hitting me in the back of the head, and it's just because KSI would clinch and put his head down real low, and so he was putting himself in prime position to get punched. He's not a good fighter by any stretch of the imagination, and it's the first time he's taken an L, and he like couldn't handle it. Of course, Deji was there in the ring, and that made me like deeply happy because I, lo- I love seeing Deji because it reminds me of the time Deji fought Floyd <laughs> which I think is like a fever dream that I had but it did happen right we watched that oh yeah I remember so like Logan when he fought KSI like the two of them I remember being like why are they just hugging like because yeah. I didn't wasn't that familiar with fighting and, but also it was weird how the two of them were just like hugging and walking in circles in the boxing ring. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a dance. Yeah. It is like, you know, working in the clinch is an invari- it's like it's a very important like skill in boxing, being able to like clinch when you need to, which can like give you a bit of a first of all, a bit of a break, but also if you put your weight on your opponent like that, it can really tire them out. And mm-hmm. there is work that can be done in the clinch to kind of punch your way out of the clinch, or you can land body shots, you can kind of grind them down. That said, like it's a it's a technique as part of a suite of techniques that one can use in the ring. But unfortunately it's the only technique that KSI has and it just makes for a really boring fight like yeah so boring i was actually like devastated i paid 20 pounds for it but i did watch it for this podcast so it will be going on my tax return oh yeah i think this is a major tax return moment i yeah (laughs) i i wish i wish every day was like the first day that i got to watch that that fight it was so fun it was like christmas the build-up to it was like the most fun i think i've ever had on the internet 
I still can't believe that, like, I did. I was so ready to fly to Manchester and, like, get a put wags at the vet for the weekend and boarding and fly to Manchester alone <laughs> to go see that in person, <laughs> which is insane. That, like, I, I believe I was, like, 35 or something at the time, and I was, like, no, this is too weird. Like, you're too old to do this. And then now I'm, like... The moment passed me by, and I missed what could have been. I I don't have great vision. No. (laughs) But I was like, I could have had the time of my life. I'm sure I would have bought a scalp ticket and knock it in, and I'd be like, you flew all the way to Manchester to see this? That's insane. (laughs) Or sit at the back and not see anything when you could have just watched the live stream and had like a perfect view. It was amazing. It was amazing. Hi, Pigeon. How are you? Anyway. woke up to say hello. Sorry for hijacking. (laughs) No, you didn't hijack at all. That's like, this is what, you know what? Speaking of jacks, I literally just, (laughs) (laughs) I literally just moved our stories around in the dock because I need to talk about this. So did you hear like the, what Jack's Films was doing with SS Sniper Wolf? Like, did you, did you catch that Mm -mm. plan at the beginning? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, so he made this video roasting this chick called SS Sniper Wolf, who is a massive creator. And she's basically just a very beautiful girl who makes these videos reacting to content. And her commentary is very minimal. Sometimes it will involve her just repeating what happened in the video. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess she doesn't credit the people that made the videos she's reacting to. So it'll be, like, a guy, like, I don't know, like, his uh, he's a construction guy and his partner will pour cement on him when he's inside of the pool by accident or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, wow, like, can you imagine, like, being in a pool full of wet cement? Like, damn, you're going to die there. <laughs> like that that's like an example like of something that she would do. Right. And Jack's films realized that it was he felt like it was unfair that she had like 10 million views on each one of her videos because of the minimal commentary, because she wasn't crediting creators. He thought that was wrong and he decided to put take justice and you know deal with it himself. So he made a video where he said that he was going to start a channel, and he did. It's called, like, Judge Jack's Films, okay? And it is just videos of him reacting to every video that she puts out. Okay. And so, like, every day he was putting out videos reacting to what she did, the way that she reacts, and but, like, crediting also the people who make the videos, okay? Mm-hmm. Which to me, I'm just going to say, fun idea in theory, like maybe make one a month. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it is a little psychotic to just pick someone who you think is doing low effort content, basically, well, no, not basically, start a new channel that is dedicated to roasting this person. Mm-hmm. And it goes on for months at a time every single day. Basically saying, like, you know, this person has no credibility and whatever else. And you can pick on Sniper Wolf all day. She definitely plays into, like, a certain sort of porno image where she has, like, you know, she has 
her tits are jacked. Classic and ego. Just a classic ego. Just she literally is just a classic e girl. Like Google her really quickly and see. Like she she and she'll wear like thick black rimmed, you know, glasses and it's definitely playing into certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And and with that, I almost say, Jack, you're a fucking creep. Like you're a fucking creep. Like this is my problem with Men from a certain era of YouTube, and we talked about this with Taylor last week, men of a certain era of YouTube literally just leaning on misogyny mm-hmm. and introducing his entire audience to this person who, like, if you are in Jack's algorithm, there's no way that Sniper Wolf is in your algorithm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, one of her videos has never been recommended to me. So, like, in a weird way, I'm also, like, he's also sort of, like, feeding, like, getting off of her audience. You yes. Know? Which, yeah. And I just feel like that is, there's something about it to me that felt dirty from the jump. And, like, I understand the issue with her basically being, like, you know, sort of a porno-looking fuck jerry you know like i agree that that's weird to take other people's memes and videos and not credit them mm-hmm. and you know i can see why jack who has apparently spent most of his career making content that's a little bit that's more elevated looking at that and being like that's not cool but i think at the end of the day what pisses him off is that she's a woman because like there's there's like plenty of men that do low effort content and <laughs> yes, <laughs> you could even say like Charlie, who I think is great, Penguin Zero or whatever, mm-hmm. or Moist Critical. Like you can even say that his com- commentary is somewhat low effort. Mm-hmm. And he puts out like two videos a day. And I like to me, it's just like you could there's a million people you can roast for stuff like this. And I just think it's a little fucking weird, in my opinion. So. Jesus yeah. Christ, I just went back through this Jack's Films channel. This has been going on for 11 months. With, yep. uh, like, if you were trying to make a point, like, it's it's like a, it's a weird, gross thing to become hype fixated on anyway. But, like, you could do this for a week and make a point and be like, see, like, I did this thing. I made the point. The content's low effort. But I totally agree. Like, YouTube is built on people doing low effort commentary. <laughs> like, that's the, the point. <laughs> And like, is that, how is that different than like H three, where he yeah. like constantly doesn't know what the fuck is going on in a story, and he has like a team of twelve people who have to like sit there and like coax him and correct him, and like he has to have like one of those buttons that they have in like live television where he can just cut, he can hit a button when the show's on like a twenty second delay and s- cut back and like remove what he's saying because whatever he says is like so sexually charged or racially charged or generally inappropriate that because he can't self-censor that like you know like almost like it's in a this weird way where it's like you know he's telling this story and he cracks a joke that's so politically incorrect that he like he has no control and one, one thing i will say with a lot of creators is like control is very important and you need to yeah like I, I make podcasts almost every single day like editing what you say in the moment is very important right mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot of people to make fun of about this. And I think Jack's Films has always had a great reputation for being a really nice guy. And I'm not even saying that he's a mean guy. I'm saying that what he's been doing is psychotic. It's very mean-spirited, yeah. And you can't tell me that part of this isn't because he's attracted to her. That's what it usually is. Like, it's the same reason why there are men who are just so fucking angry at OnlyFans girls getting the bag because they want to what is that pigeon? It's a bird acting up. Um hold oh on. I know Jack's film sent this bird here to be like, <laughs> shut up, you fucking bitches. You big titty bitches. Um okay, hold on. Low effort commentary. Hold on. <laughs> okay, buddy. Time to be a bird elsewhere. Hey Thanks for saying hi. Send Pigeon out. Oh, please. She thinks she would last, but she wouldn't. Stop it. Oh, Jesus. That was me shutting my window. Oh. You shot Sorry. the bird. <laughs> no. Jean Marie, feel free to leave in what you can. No, I had um, <laughs> raccoons beating the shit out of each other on my back porch this week. And, like, I had to look up all of these videos of, like, well, like, YouTube videos of just, like, sounds to scare raccoons. And, like, it's, like, people talking and then, like, raccoons making squealing noises and then, like, the sound of shotguns. And I was, like, this is so beneath who I am. (laughs) But, like, I need them to stop. And, like, I was doing it and I was just, like, I feel nasty. Like, I feel nasty that I'm, I'm... that I'm making them feel like their family's being murdered, but I have to, I have to get them to move. Yeah, I felt like White House Superintendent uh, Dale Haney, who used to play audio on loudspeakers of the sound of a bird hanging itself, which <gasps> I've never, I didn't even know there could be a sound of a bird hanging itself. Oh my god! I know, dark. So anyway, so. Uh, as a sniper wolf who I believe lives in Arizona was in Los Angeles to do something she was at like a studio and when she finished her video she like you know got into her car and she realized she was about five minutes from Jack's film's house and so she posted something to her story being like five minutes from Jack's film's house should I go and using the ask feature And I guess there was an overwhelming response that she should, in fact, go to Jack's Films' house. So he was streaming live when someone saw the first post and were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, dude, first of all, why are you streaming with, like, eight people and one of them is just checking SS Sniper Wolf's stories? Mm -hmm. Weird, right? Or why have you trained your audience to be on the lookout for that? Like, I understand with H3 and some of the legal beefs he's had, I understand why fans might pay attention to that, but, like, why are... Why are people following her Instagram stories? To, like, that's not even the point of Jax's his commentary, right? Mm-hmm. So then apparently, and this isn't great, she posted a, like, a picture of the exterior of his house because I guess she had pulled up. And then she took off. And then, like, five minutes later, she removed the story. Okay? So that is doxing, right? Mm-hmm. And she sort of defended herself being like, I don't understand how this is doxing. Like, it took me five seconds online. Like, he posted his own address. And I didn't realize that. And I don't know if she thinks that 
like a background check website is posting his own address. But yeah, she doxed him and then deleted it. So then Jack's films, he's on live as he finds us out. And he like decides to hang up. And then now for like the last few days, he's been talking about how she should be deplatformed for doing this. And I'm going to play the video of him explaining what happened. Please pay attention to the tone of his voice. Like, it's just, to me, it's it's very interesting that this person feels like he's been violated. And while he has, it's like, with all situations in life, I'm not saying, like, what was she wearing or anything, but I'm like, what do you think is going to fucking happen? Mm. You know, like, what do you think is going to happen? And by the way, SS Sniper Wolf uh, does have herself a little criminal past. Oh. <laughs> armed, armed robbery. No. And, uh, yeah. Fuck. Armed, so, like, and then I think the other one was, like, maybe a domestic violence situation. Jesus. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, here's a video of him explaining what happened. Sniper Wolf, a massive YouTuber, showed up outside of our home recorded a video of our home, and then posted it to her 5.6 million Instagram followers, goading me with the line, let's talk like adults. In my 17 years on YouTube, I've never once had someone come to my home and vaguely threaten me. Sniper Wolf needs to be deplatformed. In this exact moment, she turned from a mere content thief to someone who doxes and stalks her critics. To everyone that's reached out to us, thank you. We're fine, we're just a little shaken up. But mainly, we feel violated. We no longer feel safe in our own home because we're dealing with someone who genuinely thinks they're in the right for A, stalking me, and B, posting our home to her massive audience. What a disgusting abuse of clout that is. This is irresponsible at best and flat out dangerous at worst. YouTube needs to step in and take action. If this goes unpunished, then it sets a terrifying precedent that you can dox and stalk your critics so long as you have a big YouTube audience. If she truly wanted to talk with me, she could have done so through many other means. But there's one thing you don't do. You do not show up at someone's house. That's simply a line you do not cross. There is zero justification for this. She claims in her story that I've been harassing her. No, Sniper Wolf, I've not been harassing you. At all. In my videos on Judge Jack's films, I've been critiquing her non-transformative commentary, I point out cases of content theft and freebooting, and I credit the creators she steals from. I've been critical of her content, but that does not equate to harassment. What is harassment is coming to our home, sharing it for millions to see, and taunting me to come out. YouTube needs to take swift action and ban her from the platform ASAP. And the same goes for Instagram. Speaking of, Sniper Wolf is already making light of the situation as if stalking someone is a quirky thing to do. No one should feel unsafe in their own home. And thanks to Sniper Wolf, my wife and I now do. So YouTube, please do the right thing and get her off the platform. 
anyone who weaponizes their fan base like she did does not deserve a space here. Sorry, isn't he trying to weaponize his fan base here? Yes. Like, and I, by the way, this is such an unpopular opinion. Like I said to him, what did I say to him the other night on Twitter? And like, I was very high. And so I probably like shouldn't have even said anything, but I was just sort of like, are you stupid? Um, Hold on. I didn't say that. I wasn't like that, but I was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, why don't you understand that? Like, why don't you understand why this is uncomfortable for her? Right. If somebody had spent 11 months, like, making content about me, <laughs> like, very specifically had, like, created an entire channel to make content about me, I would count that as harassment. Yeah, I would too. So I just wrote to him, I said, you monitored this woman's questionable, because he tweeted, Sniper Wolf doxed me on her IG, creepy, gross, violating. What you do is disgusting. You steal content and stalk YouTubers at YouTube, demonetize this dangerous, quote, creator, or just get her off the platform. She posted an IG story right outside of our home and deleted it. Okay, and I but it didn't happen on YouTube. It happened on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and like, by the way, like, YouTube, like, won't demonetize you unless you're, like, a pedophile or, like, have a conviction. So I wrote... You monitored this woman's questionable video style, put your foot to the pedal, and just didn't stop. I'm sorry you got doxxed, but your bit about her is weird. I want to see YouTube creators leave female creators alone. Totally. You have enough, Jack. Now you're just the bottom pig in the pile. Okay? So then someone wrote to me like, let me see. Jack never went after her because she's female. He criticized her for stealing content, not uh, crediting creators. This isn't about harassing female creators. And I said, no, but I'm not surprised an early YouTube guy is doing this. The platform is built on so much misogyny. I understand his problem with her, but it would be nice to see what it's like to not satirize the, quote, popular male female creators, the Paul bros, etc. A hot chick out of their demo. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, she's not in his demo. She's not like, this is a person that is of no harm to you. The reason why you don't, let's be real. The reason why you don't like this is because you put a lot of effort into your content and she doesn't have to do that mm -hmm. in order to, mm -hmm. in order, you know, and like that is, those are the breaks in this world. So let me just go through some of her recent videos. Like you know they what? haven't been performing that well lately. No. It's, this is very much giving this is about ethics and video games journalism like it's the same thing it's like it's not a, it's not about her being a woman it's about her stealing content the internet is essentially built on people stealing content like people stealing repurposing uh modifying and doing just enough commentary or just enough something to be able to justify it being released anew that's the world that we are in like why pick up on her specifically is because she's young and hot and has 34 million subscribers what is very irritating to me is him calling for her to lose her bag on youtube when this supposed infraction didn't happen on youtube it happened on instagram so if anything appeal to instagram be like this girl doxed me on instagram do that but like this has nothing to do with youtube you're not the, you're not the king of youtube <laughs> And, like, if you look at some of her, like, her biggest video is a video that's not using con other content. It's a touch my body video that has 
101 million views. Mm. Then we go into like her trying TikTok hacks. Like a lot of her biggest videos do not inv involve reacting to content. And then on top of that, like, I'm sure like, why doesn't he go after the people that use like kinetic sand to duet a video? And like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why doesn't he go after people like that? Where it's like, you are doing nothing except like maybe raking some sand while collecting all these views on a video that's that's like far more you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's just like to me that exact kind of content quote unquote stealing is so common on other apps that it's almost more like why don't you make fun of that like it just i don't know so this is, and by the way, I understand why this is a unpopular opinion, but I do want to say where he's like, in all of my years, I have never had someone do this. Well, then maybe you're not that popular. Like, people would track down Jenna Marbles in her rental home. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know how hard it is to find a rental home? Mm -hmm. Like, that's difficult. Like, you, like, do you, like, have you ever heard of Team 10? Like, Jake didn't even want that to be a place that people knew about some business manager made a mistake and made it a location on google maps mm -hmm. so like it's just like a thing where it's like babe you're not like maybe if you've never had anyone show up to your house in all these years of being a youtuber like maybe you're just not that popular maybe people don't think of you often and that is that the problem mm. so then a lot of his fans were doxing her in response by that's, posting that's proportionate yeah and then there was one tweet. I got to say, doxing is, is such gross behavior. Like, do not condone that on any level. But I don't see how doxing her back sort of writes that wrong. Like, maybe let's not dox. Do you think that he was secretly kind of pleased when this escalated because it meant that, like, now there was, like, a, a kind of moral high ground that he was able to take and sort of, like, ramp up his campaign? Do I think that? Mm. I think I know that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty, sh I'm pretty sure that this is what it is. It's, like, it, he wants her gone and, like, in some ways, while this is the most horrible thing that's ever happened to him, I do think he... I do think he likes it. I do th I do think that there's a level of him that is sort of relishing in this whole experience. Let me see if I can find this tweet because it's very important to me because someone else was just like, here's an alternative thought to what's going on here. Basically, someone said, like, I find it funny that Jack's films basically, like, was making fun of her content for a year and then is surprised. <laughs> when when like she when this girl like shows up to his house like the doxing isn't right but like like what do you what do you expect when you do this every day and a lot of people were being like that's not fair and it's like it is fair it is fair that someone would have a reaction like that in my personal opinion i think it's fair mm -hmm. that someone would have that sort of reaction and human yeah, human. So is the general consensus, like, is the mood of the people with Jack's films then? Like, do you mean like... In support of him and like, S -s 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 Sniper Wolf is a scorpion woman? Yes. Okay. That's so wait, here's the... here. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. So someone wrote, this is um really ironic when you realize the guy has been posting nonstop about SS Sniper Wolf for two straight months with no break. 
I'm far from an SS Sniper Wolf fan, but this has made me lose a ton of respect for Jack Films. Actual weirdo behavior. I don't blame her, TBH. Mm. And then another one was someone saying, like, what at SS Sniper Wolf did tonight was incredibly dangerous. Any content creator knows the home is a place of safety and jeopardizing that safety is unforgivable. At Jack's Films can be creative be a creative entertaining troll however speaking from personal experience he's a great friend to have has basic human decency and will give you honest feedback my nights with him shaped the early days of yo mama and myself this is from zach james what he does is for entertainment with a sense of purpose you can see that both from a first-hand experience and an outsider's perspective she took it too far at YouTube slash at YouTube creators has a strict policy on criminal behavior, and she clearly has a history and shown a continuation of that behavior. YouTube needs to act fast. Otherwise, they're going to harm a talented creator as they continue to openly promote a person that harms people. And then they have her two mug shots. The first one was for armed robbery, and the second one, one was from disorderly contact. And this is from 2013 and 2016. Wait, how old is she? If she was born in 1992. Oh, okay. That's another thing, too, where I'm sort of like, she's like, she's not a young girl, but like, you're much older than her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, for me, like, I understand that this is an unpopular opinion and I don't think doxing should happen on the regular, but I do have to ask, like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to (sighs) happen? Especially if you know, you know, ooh, this scary woman has a criminal history. Mm. It's like, well, then don't taunt a criminal. Right. I don't know. I just think this is weird. I th- I just think this is like a weird sort of way that, you know, and it's funny because Trisha, when she was doing Frenemies with Ethan, she was always like, I hate Jack's films. I don't care. I hate Jack's films. And Ethan would be like, Jack's Films is literally the nicest guy. Like, he's the nicest guy. And she's like, no, I don't like him. Like, we sat at the same table at the streamies, and he didn't even look at me the whole time. He said hi to everyone else, and he didn't even look at me. (gasps) And this was when she was with the vlog squad. And recently, Jack's Films was on H3, and Ethan brought up the fact that Trisha hates him and that he didn't say hello. And he's like, well, she's right. I didn't say hello. And they were like, well, is there any reason? He's like, I just didn't want to talk to her. And to me, it's like, I understand why someone in theory doesn't want to talk to Trisha Paytas. I also think it's really weird to like sit at a table with someone all night and and not even say hello. And like, you're probably up David Dobrik's asshole at the same table. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, only one of these people has tried to kill someone. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I just think that maybe he chose wrong. Mm. So that's my personal opinion. And that I think this is very weird, weirdo behavior. So, yeah, I don't know. I know that will be unpopular and I'm not excusing the doxing, but I am kind of saying, what the fuck? Yeah, it's ugly. It's ugly. And he goes under the same category as a lot of the people for me that I just kind of hate on the on the YouTube creator world is the it's the it's the old school white men. It's the Philip DeFranco's, it's the Jack's mm. films, it's the 
fucking green brothers like it's always this thing where it's like if a woman doesn't appeal to the male like yeah sure have liza koshi on you know she's not threatening right you know like and but it's like with trish with her massive tits and same thing with sniper wolf and like sort of this like cartoonish like you know just like like almost playboy mansion version of the of the male gaze like that is like that's too much you don't know what to do with that Mm -hmm. that doesn't go along with what my plain wife wants me to like like it just is very annoying to me so and like sorry to say that but it's like a lot of these people are married to like plain plain ass women who like you know what i mean like i understand why that's a safe area for you (sighs) anyway don't repeat that, you guys. Um, okay. <laughs> this is just between us and the privacy. This is we're in the privacy right now. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I think it's me- I think it's a pretty based take, TBH. Do you think so? Yeah. I love being called based, you know? <laughs> I do love it. When used correctly, based is a great word. Yeah. Okay, so do what do you think they do with Pearl? Do you think I feel like they would elevate Pearl before <laughs> before Trisha Paytas? Like they'd be like, well, you know, like she's humble and like you know she's just doing her thing and she does research and why should we pay attention to this magnetic woman who pulls more views than most of us just crying on her kitchen floor about how her life sucks? Mm-hmm. That's not fair. I put a lot of effort into my content. Fucking losers. Oh, it's just so gross. I hate it. And I hate it too because I think I've always been categorized in some ways like that where it's like, yeah. Like I just feel like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a lot of enemies in that sense and they should know about it. All right. So what have have you been hearing about Jada Pinkett Smith? Too much, honestly. Like a little too much. Oh, my God. I know she has a book that's, that's about to come out. And I know like when you're on a book tour and it's like, you know, a kind of tell-all, a memoir, you have to give some juice. Like you got to start leaking out juice so that people are like, oh, juicy. Like I want to read that book. I get it. But like I already know too much about that woman, I think, from just like Red Table. <laughs> I probably know more about Jada Pinkett Smith than I know about some of my closest friends. I know more than her gynecologist might know. <laughs> That's where I'm at a little bit with it. Yeah, I I definitely have a little bit of Jada fatigue right now. I keep seeing a lot going on, many, many stories. And it's like, I'm getting whiplash. There was one, there was one thing that I read the other day that was about her, like her previous kind of drug dealing past. And it was, she said something like, "I, I could have been a queen pin. And I was like, Jada, Pinkett Smith was selling crack like in the 90s? What the fuck? Yeah, like as a teenager in Baltimore. I think her mom, uh, someone in her family, like there was a lot of drug history in her yes, family. Yes, yeah. Her, and Baltimore. Her heroin addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore is, you know, I've had some great experiences in Baltimore. I also know that that's where the wire was set mm-hmm. you know like it's there's a there's a real mix of community you can't you know communities and what 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 the high and the low looks like you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was actually this is the quote from people magazine that i kept seeing floating around and it was like i thought i was going to be a queen pin for sure you can get caught up in the scenery i was just rolling with some really high rollers at the time that's a whole nother jada a whole nother jada that would chase somebody down the alley with a switchblade because they stole seven hundred dollars <laughs> <Or> the- <laughs> 
<laughs> or the Jada that would sell crack cocaine and then get set up and two dudes came in with nine millimeters and she gets a gun put to her head. Jesus Christ, Jada. Uh, by the way, like, I believe her, but she's also been, you know, spinning some tales that are not necessarily as, like, believable either. I think one thing that I've noticed a lot of people don't realize is that this is promo for her book. I think a lot of people just think she's going going the interview rounds yeah. and yeah. just sharing, which is interesting because it means that that sort of behavior isn't off the table for her. For sure, for sure. It took it actually took me a little while to realize it was book book promo because I read like three or four like in quick succession. I think I wasn't really doing too much going on the computer when I was on holiday because I was doing book. But when I did go on the computer, aka my phone, every single day there was like a different like Jada situation. And it was like, Chris Rock and like Jada, like ask Jada Pinkett out. Like Jada was a crack dealer. Like, <laughs> uh, by the way, like I was doing book is so, it's so Ken, my job is beach. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's very, I was doing book as a fantastic expression. I was very busy with book. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, so way, she is selling really it. I really appreciated your reading list. Ah, well, we can have a book club. There was a lot of, there was a lot of likes on, on that Instagram. People wrote back, make sure you check. I will. people wanted to discourse with you a little bit about books. I will discourse about book. Billy Redbook too, by the way. Yeah, you told me Billy Redbook. You did, is it true that that was the first book he's read in years? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because we had this conversation prior, which with and Billy was like, "Make sure you tell Molly I read that book <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast." And, it, and I was like, "She's going to want a book report." <laughs> I, you know, I am. Like, you know that I can't just stop when the time is right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so there's like so you know jada's talked about how tupac was the great love of her life mm -hmm. many times mm -hmm. what also came out by the way that like will and jada have not been together for seven years yeah they, they live together they're like quote unquote like you know homies for life so to speak like she said that one of the reasons why she won't divorce him is that he's getting up in age and he's worried about who's going to be there for him when he dies Jeez, he's not which I was like Christ I was like Christ you know what I mean right and I also was like he has two kids like <laughs> usually those are there for you yeah when you're dying you know what I mean and it's not like this man has any shortage of money or or social cachet yeah you know even post slap I think there's the majority of women in America would consider seriously dating Will Smith but yeah, so people are saying that some of her stories about Tupac and uh, they seem false. There's something about them that feels false. So yeah, TikTok has been really turning on her in the last 48 hours. And I sat there for like six hours yesterday just consuming this content. So a video that came up is proof Jada is lying. And this is from someone who identifies as Gen X, which is 
a disease. <laughs> and let's, and by the way, we should pray for Gen X. But so here's this video of her explaining why Jade is lying. Jada's lying and I have the timeline to prove it and I'm literally in the middle of moving that's why I look raggedy but I cannot handle these fucking lies anymore. Jada is currently on her pay attention to me tour and she is making all these wild claims including that Tupac proposed to her while he was at Rikers. Really? The math isn't mathing, so let's take a look. Tupac was convicted of sexual assault charges on February 8th 1995. From there he was sent to Rikers prison only to be transferred less than a month later, to Clinton Correctional Facility. And she specifically said she went to see him. This was not on the phone. Look, when I go to see him in Rikers, probably one of the more painful parts, seeing him there, the condition that he was in, and having to leave him there. Cool. So prior to going into Rikers, Tupac already had a girlfriend named Keisha. He proposed to Keisha, her words, in a September 2011 interview. He proposed to Keisha before he even went into prison. They were already engaged. They got married in April. And in the time that he got sentenced and was taken to prison, Keisha actually moved closer to be by him and be by the prison and saw him on a near daily basis. When he asked me to get married, he was at Rikers. So you're telling me that in the three to four week window that he was at Rikers engaged to another woman who had moved closer to the prison and was there almost every day, Tupac proposed to Jada. But hey, Jess, you might be saying to yourself, Tupac wasn't known to be a one woman man. He was he was no angel. Fair enough. Let's see where Jada was during February of 1995, which was, as we've already established, the only time she would have been able to see Tupac at Rikers since he was only there for less than a month. You see, Jada had already met Will Smith in 1994 on the set of Fresh Prince for Bel-Air, but Will Smith was married, and so nothing happened between them. But in February of 1995, Will Smith was served divorce papers by his wife. Five days later, on February 19th, Will called Jada and said, are you single? And she said, yep. Will said, we're together now. Jada said, cool. And she immediately flew to L.A., she flew so immediately that when he called her, she was in Maryland at a brand new house she bought, and she never spent a single night in her new house. That's how immediately she flew to L.A. So hmm. that's interesting. And by the way, there are people who have said that are close to Tupac that have said that Jada actually proposed to Tupac when he was in jail. Mm -hmm. And like... The way Tupac is mixed into this home is a little insane, where Jaden Smith, you know, has given comments on how his mom was in love with Tupac. Willow, actually, when she was going through a stage in her life where she was self-harming, and I believe that this came up on Red Tabes, she said that her... So she, you know, didn't tell her mom that she was cutting. And then her mom told her that she, she told her mom she had anxiety. And she was like, you don't have anxiety because only I, I just figured out that I have anxiety. So you can't have anxiety. Oh. And in the midst of all of this, oh. Willow wrote a, a letter to Tupac that said like, dear Tupac, I know you're still alive. Can you please come back to be with me and my mommy so that we can be happy again? 
like something like to that effect. So strange. you know what I mean? Which so is like strange. very strange. And it was, wasn't it? It was written by an eleven-year-old Willow, right? Yeah, eleven. And by the way, eleven's like a weird age very to like weird. be writing a letter like that. Very you know, weird. like seven, sure. Eleven, you're too old to be writing a letter like that. Uh-huh. So like, there's this weird sort of situation going on there. So. This is, I was going to play another one, but I think we should play the sort of way that people, oh, so, oh, wait, here's another thing. Jada Pinkett Smith has also come out and said that Chris Rock asked her out on a date. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was the problem because he had heard rumors that she and Will were divorcing and he called her and was like, I don't know if you would ever consider this, but, like, we should go out on a date sometime, okay? So, here's a thing that you brought to the tapes, which is this vulture piece about Will and Jada's bad marriage for life. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a pretty good timeline of their of their life together. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but it was fairly useful in trying to root myself in the Jada Will story, especially over the last few years, because I feel like we've just had Obviously, there was the entanglement. Dude, that was in 2020. Like, how it feels like forever ago that happened that she was playing with uh, her son's friends, Dingling, when, like, he's <laughs> at the house trying to get over a, like, you know, some sort of drug, like, you know, thing, you know, like a drug addiction. Super weird. Cannot believe that only happened in 2020. I would, in my mind, the slap happened in 2020. I know. That was so long ago. <laughs> And she even said in an interview, she was like, I was shocked that he slapped Chris Rock because I'm sitting there being like, we're not even married. Mm. And I was like, what? I was like, (laughs) like she threw him so violently under the bus on Mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. because She was like, I think he lost his mind. Like, we're not even married. (laughs) Like, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is like. Because, like, Will was one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Yes. He's also incredibly well-liked. I mean, I for me personally, I'm very neutral on Will Smith, as in I, I have no feelings either way. Like, he's not, like, my favorite person in the entire world, and I've got no ill will about him. But I, I really don't think about Will Smith very much. But I do know that he is very beloved, or he was very beloved. And- 100%. And so <laughs> I I always found it, and it's always really interesting when, you know, the entanglement happened or when, you know, she would say some shit on Red Table and Will would get really misty-eyed or, you know, she threw him very violently under the bus, she so eloquently put it, like, that people would come out with, like, knives in their eyes for Jada because he's just so beloved, but she doesn't seem to give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you remember? So, like, do you remember with the slap, one of the big reasons why Jada cited that she was angry about it is that she felt like Chris Rock was making fun of her alopecia. Mm-hmm. So she's been out during this book tour saying that Tupac had and alopecia. alopecia. <laughs> which <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, babe, like, first of all, the man's dead. And I understand that you don't necessarily have to follow HIPAA rules, but I feel like... <laughs> In his life, yes, yeah. this man was never comfortable sharing that he had alopecia, if he mm-hmm. even had it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, 
she's got a lot of hair now for someone who has alopecia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not my it's not my space to like really like speak about that more than that. I just want to say I am shocked to see how well her hair has grown out for someone who has allegedly large patches of baldness. To your point on the two-pack of it all, I always find it really grubby when somebody is not around to be able to defend themselves. It's what, like the main reason I had big beef with that Anna Nicole Netflix documentary, that there was like people who were supposedly, you know, close to her and knew her sort of revealing secrets about her it just made me feel so uncomfortable. And I have that very same discomfort when Jada opens her mouth around Tupac. I'm not a big like Park stan, but like it just feels like I don't know. He was engaged to Kidada Jones, Quincy Jones's daughter, mm-hmm. when he died. Like, he was not fucking with Jada like that. In fact, like, he always said, we always knew we could never have sex. This is in an interview. We always knew we could never have sex, but she was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I get that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get that, like, where... A friendship is just so important to you that even if that, you know, even the thought of that being on the table. And I've noticed especially guys will put that out there and be like, we can never hook up because I'll never see you the same, which always gives me the shivers. But mm. yeah, I um, I, I thought like that's the extent of it where he was like, she was like my best friend. And did you see that on her birthday or i believe it's will's birthday because will and jada have very close birthdays will posted like a whole carousel of like memories and being like you know to the best you know my mamacita like whatever else like he posted all this shit right very sweet for his birthday she posted a video of her and tupac (laughs) lip syncing to parents just don't understand (laughs) At one of those, like, old-timey, like, you could go to, like, a a place and, like, rent a room and then, like, you could film yourself singing, like, a song or whatever, like, lip-syncing to a song. And mm-hmm. back in the day, that was, like, a cool sort of thing. They still exist. But, like, yeah, it just was a very, to me, strange move and so disrespectful. Like, that man's dick is in her purse. <laughs> And we don't want to see that for Big Willie style. No, we don't. We don't. Regarding this marriage, what were your big takeaways from the vulture piece? It's been a a long and complex road that these two have been down on. And when you see instances one after the other, you start to realize that this is a very challenging marriage. We'll put it that way. Are you a truther? Are you a Margot Robbie and Will Smith truther? No. I mean, I've heard the I've heard the rooms, but I, I again, I, I don't think about him often. It's yeah, it's funny because I think it's not like our Roman Empire by any sense uh, in America, but I do I do think that the collective American public does think of Will often and thinks of him fondly. Yes, yeah. Because he is such a, he's such a, like a, like a piece of pop culture. And to see him start out on such a goofy show with these really goofy raps and then like just his acting grow and improve 
tremendously on that show. And then to carry on to this, you know, a lot of people have, you know, from those shows like that, those like multi-camp shows from that era, they're they're not working, let alone the biggest movie star mm-hmm. in the world. And, and Hollywood would have been so happy to see him win that award if this hadn't, ha- like if the slap hadn't happened before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I d- yeah, I mean, I can see why he is a much beloved figure. Like, he has all of the ingredients for a certain kind of like family friendly widespread like mainstream fame and acceptability and i'm happy for him yeah and like there's a lot of a lot of a big popular opinion is that one like jada needs to take us out of the group chat like we're Please. tired of being in the group chat yeah and then another one is people saying that she displays a lot of typical narcissistic behavior Mm-hmm. And I would say I don't completely disagree with that. While I also am not qualified to give that diagnosis, I would say that there is something about the way that she chronically humiliates Will and makes light of it that is really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, and apparently somewhere in this article, she fucked with Kiki Palmer. Yes, because I wasn't Kiki having something to do with august the entanglement hopefully yeah i love i love geeky yeah so yeah anyway but you know we'll see what happens you guys we're gonna have an extra stacked the afters because we have to do you want to do the catfish thing and then we'll wrap it up yeah yeah it's a it's a it should be a fairly quick story so go for it so our friend not friend adam aaron the ceo of amc allegedly well no not allegedly did send sexually explicit photos and text to a woman that turned out to be a catfish and there were some documents that were sealed there was a federal indictment uh, and it was against this woman called Sequoia Blackwood who was I guess attempting to extort some sort of money out of Adam it's unclear to me whether or not she'd been doing it to other people too but she had uh, demanded about six figures in hush money and had also, for some reason, the contact details of like six members of the AMC board. I just know she was in our Discord. <laughs> I just know she's in our Discord. So this is the thing that actually like I feel is being weirdly glossed over is the the character that she used to catfish Adam Aaron was a 17-year-old Russian model. So this up this profile, this 17-year-old Russian model messages Adam Aaron in March of 2022. And it says that Adam had mistook her as a woman. He mistook this fake identity for a woman that he had allegedly had a prior relationship with. And so he asked her whether or not she was a ballerina who had done, quote, unmentionable things to him. Oh, okay. Which again it's being a bit glossed over because of the catfish of it all but like we zoom out and what's being said in like as far as I can tell is that a 17 year old person reached out to Adam Aaron and he was like oh I think we've done sex together right does that not like chill you to the bone I yes and no I mean okay listen I think, well, like, first of all, I'm never going to believe a full catfish conversation. Okay. Okay. By the way, we have to tell people that you were just <laughs> taking a sip of water. I'm sorry. 
No, it sounds like you started playing with a slinky halfway through. And like, it's okay. I have a very intense water, National Geographic water bottle where the straw has slipped. And um, I have to like take big old sucky gulps to be able to get a All few right. molecules of HTO. So this is what it sounds like. And I can't breathe when I'm doing it. So I do it and then I'm like <laughs> immediately after. Anyway. Please don't clip any of that and edit it into a super cut of <laughs> Tiffany. Like that's no, please don't do that. Because I realize what just happened and I just want to say, don't do it. That's my friend. Listen, no, I do I do wonder with like a catfish situation too, if there was ever listen, no, I mean I'm not about creeps online and I did send you during our pee break between now and when we go into the privacy I do want you to see this person that started following me called man for females <laughs> but I do think that they, there's a little bit of a thing here where it's like you know I mean like no you don't want to be gross that's not great and also whatever but this isn't yeah no it's not great and you know I definitely don't like it because he's fucking with my cash this is the thing like people have called for a kind of immediate step down of adam aaron but he did put out a, a post that said throughout my long career i've successfully led many prominent companies and i'm proud of my impeccable reputation in recent years amc's millions of retail shareholders have played a central role in my life that, that's us molly your passion for our company is one of my key motivators in doing all i can to help amc survive so that eventually we can thrive because you're so important to me, there is a matter I want to share with you. By definition, I live my life in the public eye. Unfortunately, last year I became the victim of an elaborate criminal extortion by a third party who was unknown to me, related to false allegations about my personal life. Rather than giving to blackmail, I personally engaged counsel and other professional advisors and reported the matter to law enforcement. I did so knowing I risked personal embarrassment, but with access to resources, if I did not stand up against blackmail, who could? A vigorous federal criminal investigation ensued, which resulted in the extortionist being arrested, convicted of a felony and spending nearly a year in jail. At the time of the arrest, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York commended my having reported the matter to the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice. This was an entirely personal matter. And then it goes on. So, yeah. it. Uh, Wait, the, he just like kind of said, like, oh, you're a ballerina. Do you fuck? Like, that's what he said? He said... I, the, the things are sealed so I, do, I can't see the ex, like exact messages but the implication in this article is that this catfish reaches out and he's like um are you the ballerina who were done unmentionable things to me okay but like if he said like the little girl or something like that would be headline news right now all i'm getting is that that like he and what seemed like another consenting adult were participating in really embarrassing catfishing. Yes, but the the avatar that reached out to him was acting as a 17-year-old. Oh, 17. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. And then he had sent explicit, I guess, explicit images 
Yeah, he's recklessly horny if, like, he really thinks that a 17-year-old wants to fuck the owner of AMC Theaters. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's delusional uh, horny. I want to, I need to dig into this more, but it says, Aaron, who was identified as victim one and described as a public company CEO in the sealed indictment, sent a woman by the name of Mia raunchy photos that included him and another woman. Sources familiar with the matter told Semaphore. Blackwood had reportedly messaged Aaron on March in March 2022, claiming to be a 17-year-old Russian model. Throughout their steamy exchange, the 69-year-old Aaron, who's been married since 87, ah, that's when I was born, mistook Blackwood's fake identity as a woman with whom he'd had a prior relationship. He asked her whether she was a ballerina who had done unmentionable things to him. So, like, he knew that it, then, like, if that's the case, then there's no way that she was 17. Like, there's no way that he, unless it was, oh, like, she's a little girl. I know. Like, was he thinking, like, this little girl who did unmentionable things to him? Or, like, because that's, like, okay, Ep- welcome to Epstein Island. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Like, exactly. Well, we'll find out. And by the way, Adam, if you have both Taylor Swift and Beyonce putting out movies at your fucking theater... Taylor Swift is taking home $130 million from this just first weekend. And you're not pulling me out of the fucking hole I'm in. (laughs) I'm almost as concerned about that as I am your pedophilic tendencies. No, I'm not. But anyway, and by the way, allegedly in JK. Allegedly JK and Minecraft, obviously. The thing that's interesting, I was looking at the comments and like the conspiracy theories have already begun. Missing meme two days ago says, you think it's? just a coincidence that this leaked right after Aaron cut a deal for Taylor Swift era's concert film in his theaters, potentially a billion in revenue, which cut out the studio distributors. The studios want to take him out before that model takes hold. Yeah, I mean, I think something like that could happen in the privacy. And I think that's right, too, because this is like a huge and by the way, that would not be a first. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But I do want to say before we sign off, Jack's Films, if you ever go to the dollar store or the 99 cent store in full Bratz doll makeup while you're on heroin, maybe I'll respect you. Maybe I'll respect you. (laughs) But like while Trisha Paytas can do that, the most you can do is make roast videos of someone else. But, you know, she's a she does high art, you know, so it is high art. That said, you guys, this was a fun episode. We're going over to be in the privacy. So if you want to check that out, the afters is in our link. You can also get it as a free trial by signing up on Apple. If you, that's your venue for podcasts. Um, <coughs> I have to <coughs> cough a lot. Hold on. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, the, the, I think that's fair after you um, like S to D <laughs> on the on mic. All right. So... <laughs> You guys, we'll talk to you soon. We love you. We got Tiffany's back. Tiffany, you were Tiffany. Someone literally tweeted me and was like, oh, is Tiffany at least on the afters when after I posted the episode? So like not only were you missed, someone seemed exhausted with me that like you weren't on the show last week. So but it's like shout out to that person because I agree. It's always great to have Tiffany around. All right. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.
ever seen a shawty that look like a double G? Every girl in here 10, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now I watch it hit the flow, now rack it up. Rack, rack, rack it up, king, bag it up. She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas. And if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the Thought way. She was important, but I'm moving right about the I'm way. Delta cheese tonight. Told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the teller. Shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another? Like the quarterback at recess. No rush. You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. Why your shirt orange like a pump? Mama call me, ask me how college is. I said, bust. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.